0: focusing on where my shoulder was I had a significant increase in in strength and size but it's because I was actually working the right things right not stressing the joint we're gonna go over back today which is my favorite muscle to train Um, and I think it's funny because I had a negative motivation. We talked about this on the podcast. They gave me shit when I first started training at Vigor. Um, Luca, Hugh, all the guys. Cody McWhittleback. McLittleback, man. And And it pissed me off so bad that I literally trained, like, a madman my back man i just all i did was like deadlifts and chin-ups all day but it's also led me to studying how to build a back quite a bit and in my back has changed significantly um and there's actually been and i think we're gonna have like a slightly different opinion on this because genetically your back is just like super gifted so you can do very minimal where i have to do ridiculous amount even to this day i still have a a full pull day where all i do is just back and it's the only day where i dedicate an entire day to a muscle group but that's what i need so um First and foremost, I think like, and this goes for any body part, actually, if you have a weak body part, you need to increase volume. So as you can see, like me and you are opposites when it comes to the posterior chain, I have to do a lot of volume. Right. So recognizing that and being okay with being like, okay, it, I, I'm genetically shitty in this area. I'm just going to work a little bit harder in there. But then realize too, like I don't do a ton of chest work because I know that I can keep my size there without having to do a lot. So there's always give and takes, but... Let's go into like our favorite exercises, all that stuff. So number one important, I just said, obviously, volume is key. So if, if you have a week back or you want to grow your back, increase the volume by increasing frequency, increasing um, just the total amount of rep, reps and sets and weight that you push during that day on back. Or maybe your upper body days are just more back focused. Your leg days are more posterior chain focused. Um, anything along those lines is going to help. And, and, and a tip on that that's pretty simple that I've been doing a lot lately is Every four-week phase, I'll have like a, a specialization or a focus that I want to hit. So you can have a leg day and maybe – so let's say you want to increase your your shoulders. At the end of that leg day, you do some like – lateral raises like three sets of 12 to 15. Nothing crazy, but you do that after every day that's not an upper body day or on your cardio days or whatever. It's just a little stimulus and it's just giving you that anabolic signal throughout the week to increase muscle size, but it's not breaking you down or or bringing you out. So for back, you could literally go in and add like three set, three to four sets of rows or chin-ups every day of the week. That's not your back day. And then
1: you can crank them out. So that's my first tip. I think that for me, well, my favorite exercise is any pulling, like vertical pull, so like a chin-up or a pull-up, I love to uh, use the monkey bars as well, um, and now it, it, it's changed, the, the way that I cha- the way that I train has changed, right, so like, you know, before I would, you know, I'd probably throw like a 60 to 70 pound dumbbell um, on like a weight belt, and I'd do like pull-ups or chin-ups, right but i wasn't getting full range of motion right um like like i should have whereas now like i I go a lot lighter like most of the times i'm even going body weight Um i was gonna
0: say dude i haven't done a weighted chin up in so long because of that yeah like because because my you have better mobility than me obviously i can't properly depress my scapula with weight under me anymore yeah like trying to actually focus on that like i can't do a weighted chin up Doing it like that, I think
1: that. I think that very few people can.
0: Yeah. I think that you know because I takes, can get up there, yeah. it just it's not doing it properly. But most people would look at it and be like, "Oh, damn!" Because I've done 70, 80 eighty pound chin ups, you know. And but it's not like
1: full. Like I'll do body weight and my lats get pumped, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, but yeah, I mean I'll throw like a weight vest on at most, mm-hmm. and and not be able to get in very many reps. Um, but you know th- those those would be my favorite exercises. I noticed, though when i'm deadlifting heavy that i get i get more uh of a pump mm-hmm. so to speak in my in my lats or yeah. in my upper back like my my shirt starts to get tighter i mean it's almost like immediate right like yeah. after you know five sets of five or whatever um of deadlifting pretty heavy um my my lats are on fire yeah. um farmer's walks so now we're getting into more of a of the uh time under tension realm yeah right? upper um, back yep so whether you're using a trap bar, um if you have the long sort of barbell looking things, uh kettlebells, heavy kettlebells, dumbbells, whatever it is. Um, you know, I did a lot of those mm-hmm. um in and, and, you know, my back just got super wide. I think but, too, like a good I, I always pictured like in my
0: earlier uh time training uh my experience was if you're doing farmer's walks you got to pick the heaviest fucking thing you can hold and try to walk like 25 50 yards but then like joe d was talking about he would do like a mile walk with 35s <sighs> Yeah, yeah, crazy, but that guy's a monster. Sucks, yeah. So I'm like, damn. He's like, so I have my guys on my turf, and I just do three minutes on, one and a half off. And that's something I implemented, and I saw a lot of development in my rear delts, my mid-back, my upper back. Um, so just go a little lighter. Go 25 to 45 pounds tops. Go, like three minutes nonstop slow walking doesn't matter how far you get and just keep your shoulders fully retracted and just watch your upper back just light the fuck up like that shit's crazy but i want to jump back real quick because um i agree with the vertical pulling thing but there's a lot of people out there that can't do enough volume so we see a lot of people that have um i see a lot upper back Excuse me. I see a lot of upper back, rear not so much rear delts, but mid back maybe. But I don't see huge lats like that Christmas tree anymore, except on people that deadlift a lot or really heavy. Um, so one thing I've incorporated personally and I've had a lot more people doing is um, resisted either cable or band um, vertical pulling yeah. because... I can't give somebody four sets of 12 reps for hypertrophy, right? Like we can do like the strength reps. Like if we want to do five sets, five chin ups, cool. A lot of people can do that. But I've had a lot of people doing just different variations of lap pull downs and in focusing on that like scapular depression like we were talking about because then you can ask somebody, okay, we're going to get, you know, 40, 50 reps in this workout in different variations of vertical pulling so we can actually fire the lats more. Cause a lot of people struggle to get their lats fired in a horizontal row. Um, it takes a lot of like depression, the scapula, driving your elbow low in the right place. So I've been adding a lot of lat pull downs and then what's called a moto row. And you can do this with a band or a cable and you set it up really low. Um, You get in like a quadruped position and you just reach overhead with that single arm and you pull towards your body, towards your rib cage. So um, those are two huge tips to grow your lats. um, If you can't do a ton of chin ups, which a lot of people can't. Plus grip. That's my big issue. Like when I start doing too many chin ups. My grip just gets shot.
1: You know, I've I've been having a lot of my clients, and I'm I'm sure that you've seen them who like you know as soon as they come in after they're done with their, their warm up, the first thing that I have them do is is hanging from a bar mm-hmm. for an extended period of time, um, and that is significantly helped with uh, overhead pressing or with with their chin ups, um, and and just kind of let, letting gravity do its work because people come in so wired up, yeah, and then just to sit there and I just have them breathe like work on the diaphragmatic breathing. Um, and like, it's, it's been like a night, like people are like, why am I hanging from this fucking bar for, yeah. you know, two or three minutes? It's like, man, like, and their, their grip is a lot better I was going to say it probably strengths that. Right?
0: So is that like, because I know one thing when I hang, like I notice a couple things, my lats and pecs will be tight. It'll stretch that out. But is it also a way you're trying to get them to decompress a yep. little bit? Okay. Yep. Cause I know like, if you think about sitting and walking and, in and, Every step you take, all that stuff, all your joints are just compressing all day. Um, And that's why you feel so good after a chiropractor. But unfortunately, you got to go back every fucking week. And that was going to
1: be my next point was I also have, you know, a lot of people with chronic low back issues. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And ex-athletes, you know, average Joes um, who work nine to five in an office um, with this chronic back pain. And I just have them hang and like, you know, we've been doing it for probably two to three months now. And people are like, man, like, I'm in significantly less pain, whatever we're doing, like, let's just keep doing it. And uh, that's, that's been the common denominator has been, has been hang. I haven't been able to obviously, like, you know, do a a complete scientific test on it. But you know, I follow a lot of Ido Portal and and Max Shank, And you know, these guys are are hanging a lot when they're, uh, when they're training. So um, and they, they talk about why they do it. And that was the reason. So I was like, Hey, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Right. Like they don't have any studies to back that up, but you know, I've started doing it myself. That's one of the first things that I do after I hop off the foam roller and do my soft tissue work and breathing. Um, and I do more breathing, like it's like, and, and, and that's one of the questions that I had in, uh, in my mobility workshop was, you know, how often should you be breathing? Right. Cause there's i listed michael how many do you think probably like 25 different positions that that you could breathe in and you know i was like the the point is pretty much is you should be breathing like this all the time because
0: you you need to be able to breathe in no matter what position you get put in right yeah Yeah.
1: so just but to practice those yeah i mean some are more challenging than others but i mean increase that capacity and, and i think
0: like like what you said you don't know all the science behind it but it it works. Right. So who gives a fuck? Right? Right. And, and Joe D says this all the time too, because he's an experience-based guy, right? But he gets phenomenal results with NFL players. So are you going to argue it? Like, no. And it's the same thing with, like, if you look at, let's say I have a pull day and I do 70 total reps on, on different rowing variations. And technically volume is the key and science proves that to growth. Yet a guy who sumo deadlifts five by five, a shit ton of weight has bigger lats. Why? Who fucking knows? But you should probably deadlift heavy because that guy's got some big right, ass lats, right. right? So, so like, look at what other people do that actually just works, right? Um, and don't copy everything because if it doesn't work for you, or if it, or if you get hurt because of it obviously slow it down a little bit while you're copying people. But the point is, is you don't have to have a crazy amount of science behind everything you do. So, um, but back to the back, I think the biggest thing is, is getting your shoulders in proper position because if you don't retract or depress your scapula, when you're doing a horizontal or vertical pull, you're not going to get your lats or your traps or whatever you're targeting activated properly. Um, increase total volume obviously all around but especially on vertical pulling because that's an area that a lot of people don't do because you go to boot camps you go to this stuff you're not cranking out chin-ups so start incorporating motor rows lat pull downs heavy chin-ups stuff like that and then just deadlift heavy i think that'd be like the best thing to do and
1: let's i mean we also can't neglect stabilizer muscles either right there's so many muscles that attach to uh, the scapular and and just in the posterior chain in, in general um, you know to to be able to stabilize those muscles is going to be huge especially when you want to talk about improving your pressing or your uh, your ability to to do a heavy row yeah right and um, I think that that's something that uh, is really neglected right again like we go back to what we typically see people do going to lap pull downs and and cable rows and stuff like that um, man you know there's gonna be like a ton of different exercises that you can get to to incorporate posterior delts and stuff like that, which is going to be uh, band face pulls mm-hmm. and, and, and little yeah. things like TRX face pulls, um, even like crawling variations. I know people don't really think about that when they want to improve their back, but... Um, you know, you should be, uh, incorporating lats and, yeah. and traps and stuff like that when you are in those primal movements. So get yourself out of that protraction a lot exactly. too. Yep. And that's,
0: and you know what, like a lot of people do a horizontal row and they go into protraction. Right. So I get this anterior glide of their scapula and just impinging, pulling on the bicep tendon. So, and that's actually, that, that's a really good tip. When I started lightening the load and focusing on where my shoulder was, I had a significant increase in, in strength and size, but it's because I was actually working the right yeah. things, right? Not stressing the joint. There you go. Boom.
1: If you love the Mind Versus Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind Muscle.